Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. This is Urban Spelunking brought to you by Midwest Stairs and Iron. And today, Bobby, this is a story years in the making. We've been following it closely here on Urban Spelunking over the years. And we're finally here. The Bradley Symphony Center in downtown Milwaukee is complete and the renovation is done. It's gorgeous inside. And you got a chance to go inside this 1931 theater. Yeah, I mean, we've probably done a, a number of episodes on this, haven't we? Right, probably right, yeah. right at the beginning when they moved the wall, mm-hmm. which was such a big deal. Yeah, so this was, you know, the uh, 1931 Art Deco Movie Palace on 2nd and Wisconsin downtown, which a lot of people remember as the Grand Theater, which is what mm-hmm. it was called at the end. Uh, and it closed in 1995 and then sat empty until now, really. Um, and, and, and for in, a long time, there was uh, the visit. I think Visit Milwaukee had a little kiosk in the the ticket booth is am i thinking of the same theater yes they did they had yeah. like a little place you could pick up brochures in the in the box office i'm sure it was uh you know people passing that theater like wow this could be so much bigger and there's so much vision that you know that this this could have been so much more and it's so great to see it restored to this this palace uh you know grandeur like you said yeah and the you know the mso had tried this uh for a long time, really in like 2001, I think, they held some acoustical testing in there but to see if it would be uh, suited to being a concert hall. Yes, and they yeah. really had hoped to to make it happen back then. But there was an issue with the, I mean, because of the ha- having to move the wall, the city at the time didn't really want to narrow 2nd Street because it was feeding into the freeway on-ramp downtown. But when the freeway got rebuilt downtown, when 794 got rebuilt, it changed configurations and there's not really an on-ramp there. So the street doesn't feed to that anymore. So the city was more amenable to narrowing. You know, a bunch of stuff just kind of came together and then they raised enough money and it really... So it took a long time, but but it's definitely been worth it. 2017 is when they basically bought it and started working on it, 2018. Um, And they've been going nonstop since then. They had a few hiccups. There was a, a flood in the basement which slowed them down. Um, But I got to go back in uh, recently and it's really, really, really amazing. (laughs) And having, I mean, I've been in there probably a half dozen times now. Um, So even for, and I was last there in November. So I saw it nearly done in November and even having seen it nearly done, going back and seeing it completely done was just mind blowing. Yeah. You've got this unique vantage point where you've seen this project firsthand through the whole process I'd imagine you've been looking forward to writing this story when it's finally done and you can go inside and I bet you're just getting more and more excited every time you visit. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's one of the first places I remember when I moved here in 1983, it's one of the, it's probably the first place I saw movies, you know, cause it was still open at that point as the grand and it had been cut into two theaters at that point. They had put a floor basically along the edge of the balcony so that downstairs was one theater and upstairs was another theater. And it's sort of amazing. I was talking to somebody from the MSO while I was there recently and Marcus Corporation, which owned it, Marcus Theaters, um, when they split it in the 70s, they were really careful about how they did it, which really says something about them as a company because they took this approach when really, I don't think people ever thought there would be a return to a giant theater like that. They, you know, so a lot of theaters got really hacked up, you know, into, right. We talked about that with a lot of theaters on. Yeah. On into multiplexes. But when they did this, there were only two places really that they had to kind of replace, um, 
decoration that was lost in putting up the wall, you know, and that was sort of where the wall, where the new floor had met the walls. There was really no way around that, I guess. But, um, but that was the only two places in the whole theater where that section had really kind of, where that change had sort of damaged anything to, you know, to any kind of extent. So really they were sort of forward thinking in that, you know, in, in doing that. And the, it's really benefited the MSO and the city because now we can have this amazing, uh, symphony center and it's funny because we lost one bradley center recently now we have a new bradley center right right this is the bradley <laughs> symphony center a little carrot addition there well coming up on the second part of urban spelunking we're going to go inside and kind of go uh, floor by floor and feature by feature inside this stunning new uh, symphony center in downtown milwaukee that's next on urban spelunking We all know April showers bring May flowers, but vehicle donations bring more hours of your favorite programs. We accept used cars, trucks, and even RV donations running or not. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to schedule your donation. Help Radio Milwaukee grow and we'll help you get your garden started. Donate any amount this month at RadioMilwaukee.org slash donate and you'll be entered to win a rain barrel from MMSD and a $50 Plantland gift card. And we're back on Urban Spelunking inside the Bradley Symphony Center. Got to say, Bobby, looking at the photos here, it is absolutely stunning. So if you're listening right now, why don't you uh, just click the little click the little info box. We've got a link to Bobby's story, and you can open it up and, and look at the photos along with us. Oh, it's like a little stroll together. Yeah, if you can, if you can do that, open it up on your phone. Uh, otherwise, we'll, we'll try to give you as, as good of an audio picture here as we can because... Bobby, this was a total transformation, top to bottom, inside this theater. So where should we start? Let's start in the lobby, of all places, right? (laughs) Uh, Because when you come in, I'm going to do this slightly out of order, because... because we're following the story. We're assuming people are reading along, right? So the first photo you see at the bottom there is the main lobby. Just this gorgeous uh, mirrored and uh, silver art deco lobby that is really one of the most beautiful spaces in the entire city. There's almost nothing like it anywhere. I mean, you look at this and you just think it's just, and the, the combination of the lighting and the reflection of, uh, of the lighting and the decoration in the mirrors makes it seem like it goes on forever. It takes like a relatively small space and makes it just feel almost infinite. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. It's incredible. And, it's called the grand, the grand lobby. And yes, it definitely lives up to the name how much of this was original and and was everything yeah everything you can see in that picture is original um i think they had to replace one of those lighting sconces that you see on the wall um one of them had been damaged and had to be replaced and i think there was one piece of if you look on the left and the right there's something that almost looks like a fake balcony um okay. that has some grill work on it one of those needed to be replaced because it was in poor condition but otherwise all of that is original and the terrazzo floor uh, in the lobby was also completely restored i wow. think if, if i recall from my days of seeing 48 hours with eddie murphy and uh and prince's <laughs> purple rain there uh, really not to, wow not to date myself um <laughs> i believe all of that was carpeted at that point okay um but so now it's all back to the original terrazzo it looks amazing um and then when you go off to the right there where there used to be the concession stand if you needed your popcorn. Um, just next to that is the staircase up to the balcony. 
which has these murals and again, more mirrors to make it seem like a much bigger space than it really is. Great brass railings and um, just really stunning Art Deco stuff. Those murals are original, right? All of that's original, yep. Yeah. And a lot of this restoration work was done by Conrad Schmidt Studios in Milwaukee. That's a really well-known name in, in these circles. Oh, We've heard yeah. it here on the podcast that talk about like some of the most trusted uh, artists to, to be involved in this, to restore yeah. them. Oh, absolutely. The and we're theater. lucky to have them here to do it, right? Um, so here's the auditorium. This is taken from the very, very last row of at the top. So I wanted to get as far back as I could so you could see the whole shebang. This is looking toward this stage. This is a such a stunning photo, Bobby. If you're if you're following along on on the uh, on his web story, I mean, this looks beautiful, and it it's like breathtaking. Almost it really is, <laughs> and and really, the photos don't even do it justice. I'm not a professional photographer, so it's you know. Um, I feel like the pictures are pretty good, but like when you go in there, you'll just your mind will be completely blown. So if you look here, you can see from the where the curve of the balcony at the bottom there, um, that is where they put the floor to create an upstairs theater and a downstairs theater. And if you look on each side of the stage, there's sort of two tall pillars, mm -hmm. um, and those are where I think there was a bit of damage from where the floor was installed there but those have been completely restored you, you'd never be able to tell by looking now the other thing we can talk about while we're looking at this is if, um the stage which is much bigger now because of course it's been pushed back out into second street that back wall that you can see there um but there's room for the um orchestra in the front there but then there's also some there's a gallery behind it where they can put music musicians they can put a, a chorus up there or a choir um in the back, there's a space that they can add an organ later if they decide to do that. Um, but they can also sell seats to performances when that uh, gallery is not being used. So you'll be able to sit right above and look straight down on the side and the back of the orchestra. Wow. How, amaz how, how amazing is that, right? And I don't think I've ever... Is that, a, is that being done in other theaters? I've never... Even I'm not sure, before. but it's, it's going to be an amazing opportunity for people who can do it. And the stage is completely state-of-the-art. You can see the lighting rig hanging in the front. They had the whole building tuned by um, acoustic experts who, you know, that's why there's certain... Uh, the, you can see the fabric hanging above the stage and they measure like the volume of the building. And that's part of the reason the wall had to be moved back as well is not just to create um, enough space for the orchestra and backstage stuff, but also because of measurements they took to determine the proper volume they needed in the room to create the acoustic qualities they wanted in the room. They really thought of everything and the stage itself has uh, two or three raising and lowering platforms so they can, you know, put uh, people in the back and raise them up. So you'll see them better and as all kinds of just amazing stuff. And I got to say, from from your photo that is in the very back row, it still looks like a great view. And uh, I'm sure, aside from the acoustics, it looks like every seat is pretty situated where you still get a really nice view of the stage. Yeah, I don't think there's a bad seat in the house because I am really in the in in the way you can't go any further back than that. Um, so yeah, there's there's a pretty good view from everywhere. And then if you look below that, you can see back from the stage to where I was standing. <laughs> Um, and you get a view of all of the just amazing decoration inside the auditorium. So if you're if you're if you're able to follow along with us, definitely click the click the info box on the platform that you're listening to, and go to Bobby's story, open that link, and and look at these pictures with us. But this view, looking back from the stage, 
uh, towards the the seats is just stunning. It gives you the the view of the performers, of course, but also you can see this intricate ceiling and um, just and that was all hand painted, newly hand painted that wow. ceiling um, to the original design. And then if you look in the balcony, you can clearly see four of the murals, but also to the front where you kind of they're sort of blocked by the perspective. There's two more murals, so there's six murals up in the top there that have all been completely restored as well. So top to bottom restoration inside and out, but the project also included some new construction, Bobby. Uh, one thing that people are definitely going to notice is this this amazing spiral staircase in the new construction area. Yes. I, so I saved, if you scroll down a little, if you're looking at the article, you can see the connection between the new and the old buildings. And this is where from the lobby of the 1931 theater, you can look through what used to be an elevator. That's <laughs> so was, cool. They opened up one of the elevators to make, to be a pass through and they kept the, you can see they kept the surround. What a cool design. That's like this portal almost. Yeah. And when you, when you step through there, if you stop immediately on your left and the right are the original elevator doors that once were in this doorway. So they saved those as well. So the staircase, just gorgeous, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah, beautiful. So what's this new construction building? Is this um, this is attached to the parking or how do people get into the new part? So this is on right on the corner of 2nd and Wisconsin where there used to be um, a building that was built in the 30s for restaurants. Wrigley's was in there. There was a handful of restaurants over the years in there. Um, more recently, like in the 70s and early 80s, it was a wooden nickel jeans, blue jeans store. Okay. <laughs> and there was an Arby's in there and a Burger King and stuff like that. Um, but any kind of detail that that building had 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 been stripped off. And it was it was basically just a box at the end, you know. Um, so they tore that down. And um, Kaler Slater designed this sort of sleek new two-story glass um building for the corner and you can get in there. There's an entrance, which you, if you're looking at the photo of the staircase, you can see the entrance in the back there on the right off Wisconsin Avenue, but you can also get in there through the, the theater lobby. So the main entrance to the theater, um, you just make a right and you'll end up in here. These pictures are so amazing, Bob, and they almost look like the artist rendering, like especially oh, yeah. the staircase. I'm looking at the, uh, the, the, when, once you get up to the, the once you climb the staircase yeah where are you oh right so that's just above that's the second floor so both of these spaces really they're both floors of the new building are basically big open sort of event and reception areas okay um and they both have bars so you know at intermission or whatever you can come in here and have a drink and hang out and you know meet people and talk and um but you're right. Now that I look at it, that upstairs one does look almost like a like an architectural rendering, except it's there's not there's not like the handsome young people on their laptops and <laughs> the ghost like you know. figures. Like <laughs> that's the only cool. thing that's missing. I know, but this is like it. It's so perfect that it almost looks fake. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it is. It's really beautiful, and I've heard some people say you know gripe about the fact that the no, it just looks like a glass box, you know, and I mean, I personally like it, but even if you think it's just a glass box on the outside, if you step inside, I don't think you'll think that for long. That staircase uh, is stunning. And if, if you look in that upstairs in the new building photo, you can see the upper level of the staircase. And just above that, there's a skylight. That round thing that's just above the staircase is a oh, skylight sure, yeah. that yeah. allows you to see the Richard Haas mural up on the side of the building that show, you know, that. Um, yes, we talked, we talked about, about that. that. A couple months back. So it was great that they they even, I mean, they put the skylight there, obviously also for light, but they placed it perfectly so you would have this great view of this, what's become sort of an iconic mural downtown. 
And I love all this artwork that has been restored. I mean, we we saw those murals in the actual auditorium, but it looks like even uh, throughout the building and 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 elsewhere, you, you, there's this amazing artwork that's been ca- so carefully restored. Yeah, and there's, I mean, it comes in all different shapes too, because it's just beautiful woodwork, um, and it's the kind of stuff that you know um, you wouldn't want. You couldn't build this building now because some of these things, um, like the wood, is brazilian teak you know that's rainforest where you can't you can't get that anymore right so i mean this is all the original stuff and this is sort of further further proof that the greenest building is the one that already exists because it's got all of these um elements that that you can't even recreate them anymore well i can't wait to visit and i think a lot of folks hearing us right now are probably wondering the same Things. So what's the what's the future hold and what does the timeline look like for the public getting into the building here? What's the, the season schedule? Well, since February, the orchestra has been rehearsing in the building um, and nobody's been allowed in the auditorium uh, at all. Even, even employees of the MSO, um, unless they had some direct, you know, relation to the, you know, need to be in there. They couldn't go in, so that I managed to get in because they had gone on spring break. And these and these restrictions are so tight because of COVID, I'd assume. Yeah, right? because of COVID, right? So the they had one sort of very small socially distanced audience performance in there for uh, donors and VIPs uh, in March, I believe, early March. And um, on April tenth, they're going to have another VIP event for. Uh, subscribers again it's going to be very very like the capacity of the audience is even way below what the city and the state allow so they're taking it really seriously and they're going to keep doing those for the remainder of the season uh which runs through june and then um they're gonna just play it by ear so to speak (laughs) Um, (laughs) for the i mean their goal is that they're hoping that everything will be sort of sorted out enough that they can open to the public for the beginning of next season which happens toward the end of the year you know, in autumn. So that's, that's their goal. But like everybody else, they don't, you know, it's going to depend on people getting vaccinated and numbers getting better and state and city regulations opening up and all that sort of thing. So at the moment they're just doing these very small things and they, oh, and they are doing virtual concerts. You can watch, I mean, it's not the same as attending, I'm sure, but if you go to their website, you can find links to their virtual concerts and performances and things. And there's also um, details about how to get tickets to the to the very socially distance limited ones, but you, I believe you have to be a subscriber to do, to even have the possibility of doing that. But hopefully by this time next year, we'll be talking about the show we just went to see and how amazing it was. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait. And right. I, definitely long overdue for the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. They have a dedicated space where uh, they can really just kind of spread out and develop and build their own thing. And we, 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 we've seen um, just how transformational that's been for the Milwaukee ballet and to have that, kind of same ownership over their own space. It's I'm sure a very exciting time for the Milwaukee symphony orchestra. Yeah. I mean, that's, that was really a big thing. They wanted to be able to have the sort of, I mean, you know, they liked the facility they were in, but it wasn't theirs. So they wanted to be able to have their own stuff, (laughs) but they also wanted to have control of the schedule, which was a big deal for them. You know, the being in a, in a venue that, they were sharing with, you know, the Broadway, the Broadway series and all these other um, great events that happen at the Marcus Center. It's great to be in that situation, but it really severely limits what they can do schedule wise. And this opens up a whole new world for them um, to be able to control their own schedule. And then also they can rent out the building um, when they're not using it. 
Well, if you have not been looking at the pictures, I know you're. that's probably the next click is you're going to go check out the pictures because you don't want to miss this first look inside the Bradley Symphony Center in downtown Milwaukee. Again, uh, just looking at this 1931 building in so many ways restored to its original grandeur and, and, and builds upon it. It just gets you so excited, especially now, like as we're all looking ahead to get you know, back to normal and back to the symphony and back to theater and music and, and live music, especially. Of course, it's uh, I think a, an exciting time for this news to come out. And I'm sure a lot of folks will be really uh, happy for this news and happy to look at these photos. Yeah, I think this is going to be a big draw when everything opens up again. Everybody's going to want to get inside and see it for themselves. Well, podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez, handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab with support from your membership in Midwest Stairs and Iron, along with On Milwaukee. Of course, biggest thanks to our members, and you can make sure and subscribe to this podcast and all of our podcasts. We've got a, a bunch of different podcasts weekly from 88.9. Hit subscribe, follow us there on whatever platform you're listening on, or write at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast. Bobby, where are we going next week? I think we're going to go to South Milwaukee next time. And we're going to check out the old Bucyrus Erie Club, which is being uh, converted into a new venue. From downtown Milwaukee to South Milwaukee, we got you covered here on Urban Spelunking. Talk to you next week, Bobby. Talk to you soon.